Hello and welcome to Personal Owl Battles, the podcast talking about mental health. I am your host, Al. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. The world is a dark place. Let's spread some light. I said light. What have I done this week? Well, that's a tricky one because at this time of year, there's so many jobs I need to get done. And so many jobs that are in my head stay there. Yeah, I procrastinate quite a bit. I become quite stagnant and very unproductive. It seems to be the more I worry about things, the less I do instead of just taking one task at a time. So yeah, that's something I'm still working on. Perhaps making lists or something or just trying to give myself a pat on the back for just completing one thing instead of beating myself up for doing none. Highs and lows. This week's high comes from my daughter Megan who's 12 and plays the violin. This week she's had two orchestra performances for the school, one in a local primary school and another in our local church. Now it's great to see all the school children coming together to perform for the concert. I know school children a lot of times seem to get a bad rap for bad behaviour, but uh, these children were a credit to their age groups, showing off the talents, either being playing an instrument, singing or doing some performance. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. And seeing my daughter play a stringed instrument uh, yeah, filled my heart with joy. Um, her love for music and playing instruments comes from her dad's side. Um, so it's, it's nice to see. I play a guitar well. Let's just say I did play guitar then. Um, I struggled to, to play anymore after what happened. I, uh, it was the only thing that I felt truly happy playing. And friends would say they'd see me on stage playing and it was it was the only time they'd see me truly happy and just comfortable and like I'd always been there like I belonged there but now uh, I really struggle with it it's like a vicious circle uh, not playing guitar makes me unhappy and I'm unhappy because I don't play guitar I have guitars all around the house so they just kind of taunt me saying play us <laughs> and uh, I can't but seeing Megan up there and playing a, a stringed instrument was uh, was was great to see. I was so proud of her. It made me feel at times like, you know, maybe I, I should get that old stick string back out. <laughs> but yeah, probably not. Uh, this week's law makes me remember the little rhyme that was told when I was a child. Of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think words can do huge damage. And even now, a bad word said can can really hurt. On this show, I'm always talking about be kind. You don't know what that person's going through. And don't be the final push. Yeah, I, I just wish more people would think like that. Catching up with Cole. I had a great catch up with Cole this week. I went down the park on Friday to see how he was doing. Um, you got to realise when it comes to wild animals, never hassle or never walk towards them if they're walking away. So all the swans were in a group because the river had flooded and they moved to higher ground. Um, I went and stood there and then after a moment, one swan started walking towards me 
I had my back turned looking at the camera and I could see Colin getting closer and closer trying to sneak up on me and as I turned uh, I slowly went down to his level and we had a chat well I say a chat he tried to peck my finger and then try to rip my uh, wristbands off my wrist but it was nice we had a little chat and then uh, yeah when he was done he just turned and waddled away and I love that because for a wild animal to trust you and to come up to you takes a lot of takes a lot that you have a, have a special bond so that was that was lovely that a wild animal would walk towards me give me a nibble realize uh, I'm not chocolate and walk away but yeah love that so this week's life advice coming from Colin actually comes from me regarding Colin enjoy nature and wildlife around you and if you're lucky and calm and relaxed see what wildlife comes to you it may not be the golden goose that is a swan it could be I don't know it could be a, a small mouse or a squirrel or a wiggly worm but yeah this week just see what animals trust you can gain can you gain that worm's trust to come to you could be interesting try it see if they're made of chocolate no no don't go nibbling wildlife no Coming up now, it's battle guest number five. It's Diana. Listen to her story about her struggles on the battlefield, her lowest point, and then how she got back up. Diana's very much like me on social media. She doesn't just portray the perfect, happy image all of the time. No, she's genuine too. and She shows you the struggles and the battles she's facing as well. And I think that can be much more of an inspiration to people out there who are struggling themselves. You'll also hear the damage the media can do to a young woman growing up when they're seeing images of what the media is suggesting portrays the perfect woman. So yeah, this is also regarding body shape issues and media projection. So I think this is a story that needs to be heard. So let's hear it. You're listening to Personal Owl Battles. Thank you, Diana, for being on this show. And uh, I've got a question, a friendly fire question for you from Battle Guest number four. And it's from Ed, all the way over in Canada. And he asks you. A friendly fire question for the next Battle Guest. Given the season that we're in, what's your favorite Christmas carol? Ed, what's your answer, please? My favorite Christmas carol, I'm going to go with. Oh, there's so many. I have so many favorite Christmas carols. I am going to go. Oh, where's my book? Oh, he's Christmas taking this really book. serious. <laughs> where's my Christmas book of all the favorite carols? We need to be bringing that out right about now. But you know what? We all know it's Silent Night. Come on. Silent night. Yeah. Silent Night. All-time classic. <laughs> All-time classic. You got to give classics. me a few bars, Ed? Okay. Standing up for it? <laughs> so I'm standing up for it, Al. I mean, <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Uh-oh, well, what have I done? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Al. You got it? That's all. That's all I got. I didn't hear anything. What happened there? What? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was hitting a few notes on the piano, but because we're on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that joke didn't come across. <laughs> but it it's didn't better come now. across at all. Oh, my God. 
That's awful. Yeah, silent night. Silent night. Oh, holy night. All is calm. All is bright. That's all Fantastic. Their first singing on this show. Oh, that's a really difficult one. I think, oh, come all you faithful. Right. You can, really yeah. belt it. you can really belt it out. In fact, I was at a carol concert at Peterborough Cathedral and uh, we sung it there and I was like, this is just a belter. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Yes, yeah, straight to it. Because uh, I think Ed was struggling because he had so many options. He didn't know at the end up. He ended up just start singing. It was great. Oh, that's wonderful. I won't, sing, I won't sing there, are Like oh, that God. might just put you off right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't have the voice of an angel. <laughs> oh, you're just being modest. Come on, walk out a few bars. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I don't know if this is is this a Christmas carol. Um, I was at a, a Christmas concert where my daughter was playing uh, violin, and there was yeah. a one of the girls. She was uh, doing a solo spot playing the flute, and she played uh, in the bleak midwinter. Oh, that is that could be a carol. Too. Is that, that is, carol? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's was... quite an unusual one. I don't think it's one that's played a lot, but that right. is a nice one. But as soon as I heard that, just the flute in, in this huge, huge oh, no. church, it was like, it was powerful. It gives you goosebumps, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it does. It is, it is beautiful. All right, I'm, I'm taking that one then. That's what I'm It's the power of music, isn't it? And just, it is. Yeah. And sometimes it, you can have all the instruments and all the voices. Sometimes yeah. it just takes you down to one person playing. Definitely. And... Wow. We are now going back to Diana for her personal battles. Uh, so we'll give another personal touch and find out what happened to her on the battlefield, the conditions she was fighting, and really getting to know her and what she actually was going through. So let's hear from Diana now and find out how her battle went and is going. Over to you, Diana. I think, so going back to when I had eating struggles, um, which was a long time ago, um, I think it was pulling myself through those times, thinking about positive ways to get through them. Um, so it, it really did. I think it came to a bit of a head when I was starting to, my health was starting to decline. So my skin would be affected and I'd be having showers and my hair would be falling out. Um, just I would get repeated coughs and colds and just poorliness. I think because my body was just, I wasn't feeding my body what I needed to. Um, and I think that's where running came into it. Like I pulled myself out of it, realising that actually in order to run, I needed to fuel my body with the right things and not get into this vicious cycle of not eating. So not eating and exercising ridiculously and regimented, you know, it was just too much. Um, so I think then I took stock of everything, even though everyone was saying to me all the time, like what you're seeing in the mirror is not a reflection of what we're seeing. You've lost so much weight. Um, but I think the crux came when I was getting poorly and just not in getting through it. Um, so the definitely the running and the exercise I think pulled me through a really dark place um and it's hard even now I think because the media puts so much pressure on um men and women to look a certain way um to to be like have the perfect body to have the perfect life but in reality nobody does um, and I think I was trying to achieve something that wasn't achievable and shouldn't have to be achievable. Um, but but in my head at the time, your head's such a powerful thing um, that I was telling myself, if I lose a little bit more weight, if I lose another couple of pounds, 
then you know that will just tick all the boxes and I'll be happy right. but in reality that's not the case is that moving to an eating disorder then I think so it was definitely on the crux of it I think if right. I, if I had gone further down the line it would have been um definitely an eating disorder thankfully I managed to pull myself out of it um but like I was saying earlier I think I do still struggle I think it's realizing that you struggle and okay there's the people can help but it is hard at the time because you can almost get very into into yourself and think I'm the only one that's struggling with it people are not seeing my struggle they're just saying to me you're too thin you need to put on weight but they're not understanding the reason why yeah. I'm doing this um and yeah so it definitely I pulled myself out of that and then I had a really um, tough time in 2019 again lots of family related issues um, my brother went through a really awful divorce um, and then it put pressure on our whole family internally um, and then I kind of went through a little bit so that was kind of pre-covid and then covid hit again um, and I went into quite a dark place then like I really really struggled not so much weight wise but just my anxiety was just awful um, and that was when I went to the doctors and said I need help um, and the doctor was great I had that whole kind of I put the barriers up thinking if I go to the doctors what help can they do what can they give me they won't listen but the doctor I went to see was just so tremendously helpful um, and I'm not saying that's the case in everyone's mm -hmm. situation um, and doctors are very stretched but the one that I spoke to really listened to me um, and said, look, why don't we try you on this medication that I'd been on when I had my my first child, my daughter, and it helped then. And he said, even if you have to go on it for a short time, and um, it just helped. Again, it doesn't completely switch off the anxiety. You know, some mornings I still wake up, but it just helps me. And there just should be no stigma, I think, attached to taking medication. Some people don't like to, like I think that's everybody like everyone has a choice some people don't go down the medication route and I completely respect them but for my case it's something I know that if I have to remain on it for the rest of my life um then I'm quite happy if it just helps me to function at a level in which I can get on with my life um and be in a better place um but that will look different for lots of different people you know some people I've had a course of 10 sessions of CBT which has helped and given me coping mechanisms um, and that coupled with the exercise and um, the medication has certainly been, I would say, life-changing. I've quite similar as well because I started the medication and then I was running and then I went through CVT as well. Yes. And you're looking through that and you're going, well, I can't say if to everybody else, this is what's going to help you because everyone's mental health is their own. Absolutely. But for me, but for me, it, it, I was I was seeing differences, and that was especially mm -hmm. the CBT the way I was looking at myself and so mm -hmm. critical about myself yeah. and seeing things to myself I wouldn't dream about seeing to anybody else. I'm thinking, exactly. why am I so horrible to myself? If I said this out loud, like no one would like want to be anywhere near us. Absolutely, well, yeah, and absolutely we wouldn't different. say that, to, and we wouldn't say them to another person, but yet no. to ourselves. We yeah. feed so much into our mind and the mind is such a powerful thing that you then begin to think, oh, that's exactly what I'm like because I'm just feeding myself all mm -hmm. this crap. And it's, yeah, it's it's really hard. I think the mind is such a powerful thing. 
It is, yeah. It's like if, if somebody was going through your struggles, you'd have advice in your head of like how to advise them to, to get better. And this is what I think you should do. But yeah. when it's yourself, you wouldn't give that same advice to yourself as you would to somebody sitting across the table. Suddenly it's a lot darker. It you're really like, why is. am I so, so bad to myself? Absolutely. It's a, it can be a scary place. Absolutely. So what you were going through as well, Diana, do you think it was because of um, with you, with the way you were losing weight um, and thinking you could uh, possibly, something that you could control, do you think it was because of uh, society? It was like, you know, conforming you to, this is what you should look like? I definitely do. I, I think it's, um, it, yeah, definitely. I think with the, social media is such a wonderful thing but I think with its popularity increasing with and I'm one I use filters on my photos when I have a bit of a pale day and I feel really (laughs) happy about myself you know I will put a filter on that's but I think it's so much now and I feel for like the teenagers now like I've got a son who's almost a teenager and and our daughter as well and it's so prevalent like you just literally scroll through and it's like this is how you know and, and don't get me wrong like you know people it's wonderful they want to lose weight or but it's just it's always in the thing of you know you've got to be a certain way you've got to have a flat stomach you've got to look this way and I think it's it it is it just feeds into your insecurities that you have um and and I think they come from definitely my you know growing up and teenagehood and even before social media you know you open a paper or you open a magazine it's just there again everything is airbrushed and everyone's looking perfect on the beach and actually yeah. it's really reality yeah um yeah not even not even those models actually look like that no but, they uh, don't but, and but you see some, that and thinking yeah i don't look like that absolutely and even some have come forward and actually they've been in like articles where they've said this is actually what we look like before we've been airbrushing like that's such a good representation of what we should be showing like women and men actually this is not what you look like this is just a normal person and that's what that's what it's about rather than being a certain way and I feel really I think having children myself and you just see it more and more just be yourself like be proud to have you know not such great skin or that's part of you like Mm. we're not meant to be perfect we just want to be real I think and that is and and it kind of goes beyond and and I'm what you know I love my lip in I love like I said I use filters I'm not like um but just to be real and like put up photos where you've you know you've been crying or you feel you know I put up two photos on my Instagram a little while ago and it was one of me when I was probably at my thinnest and then one of me very recently where I was like two stone heavy and I'm like people need to see that but actually I'm not getting any younger and it's absolutely fine to embrace your body and what it does and you know what it can achieve yeah because i think you're very much like me in that way as well where we don't really hide behind like the perfect version of ourselves no we do, we do show the other side too yes. and i think being yeah. honest and genuine showing those battles can like really like inspire and help others feel like you, you might see some people's social media and like they, they live in this perfect world with the, uh, everything's just so exact it's like yeah but really they don't live that version either but no, somebody who's struggled with all these insecurities suddenly feels like yeah. well i'm nowhere near that person absolutely um, and, and feels, i think yeah I, I think this time of year as well with christmas and i was talking to a friend the other day and she was like i haven't got my christmas tree yet and i'm like 
just don't worry like we all get so yeah. sucked into like we've got to be doing what the other person's doing I do it all the time yeah. and it's like actually no like it's your journey that you're on you mm. don't have to I was like just stop it's fine go get a Christmas tree don't worry about what the next door neighbors are doing yeah but again it's this because we see it so much in the media where we've got to be achieving we've got to be doing which is all, all wonderful it's wonderful to have goals but then you then beat yourself up if you've not meeting those goals that other people are yeah. well i've seen that like, like like the current trend or one of them for christmas is all the whole matching pajamas for the family oh, and yeah. suddenly everybody else wants to do it and it's like the pressure is like, oh my I word know. i know and then and I... Then like <laughs> yeah practically <laughs> searching for pajamas in all sizes to fit the family and then like once <laughs> picture's taken everyone then goes their own way again and doesn't talk to anybody but at that I moment it's like, look at our perfect family it's like, <laughs> that's no. right and i remember right. i remember once in a restaurant watching this couple and they were you were, you were they were a young couple and uh, they weren't talking to each other it was just first oh. um looking miserable and the food yeah. came and also they would take the pictures take the pictures of the food <laughs> take the pictures of each one clinking the glasses and i was like watching yeah, them. and as soon as that picture was taken of the clinking glasses yeah and then it down, was down miserable, and they weren't talking <laughs> and they weren't talking again and i was like yeah, look at that funny. reality versus instagram you i know, know. I mean? absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah but yeah, I think you've uh, you've said on your uh, social media timeline because I follow you and we've talked many times in the past because we are very open about showing both sides and it's great to say, and I think we need to do it more. So yeah, you will show photographs of yourself uh, after you've just been crying. I'll even do videos when I've been crying and being upset. Mm. I've even lost followers, but I don't care. Um, mm. a, a man showing his emotions. Oh, but I think uh, you said a line regarding the perfect things we see on social media, whether it's family friendships and life goals are not always reality and i like that because like yeah you've got to look at that and think this is not real they've just taken that picture and that could like completely just broken down moments later don't get yourself worried that i can't live up to to the joneses next door that's right absolutely so you're saying with all this anxiety and Mm -hmm low self-confidence and stuff was do you think that was becoming to your like your lowest point Diana with 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 everything else I think so definitely and I think when I look now when I have really low days I think it is still very much that one thing can just trigger me and Mm. then I'll have a whole negative day about what I've done wrong what's wrong with me why people behaving in that way you know I'm a real overthinker as well which I think ties in to anxiety a lot of the time so I'm a people pleaser and I'm an overthinker so I constantly analyze and go over what have I said have I said something so now on my lowest days I definitely feel like it's they feed into my insecurity and how I feel about myself so it's not how anybody else has acted it's all me so I've done everything wrong I'm not a good mum I've not a good wife I'm crap at this, I'm crap at that. And it can only be little things, but it can just be a trigger to then escalating my whole day. And then I'll just, I had a day last week where I just literally cried the whole day just because I was guilty over this, I was guilty over that. I'm not spending enough time with the kids. I've not done what, like you were saying, the Joneses have done next door. They've got everything. And it just snowballed. It's just, it snowballs completely. Mm. Um, So they're the times when I feel my lowest. I thank God don't, I have very low days. I don't struggle so much with the depression side, but definitely the anxiety can then result in feeling really low. Um, And then it's hard because it's hard because you wake up in the morning and you feel a dark cloud over, you know, 
this anxiety mm, yeah. here how am I going to shift it and exercise predominantly really helps but sometimes even you can go for a run and then if your head's not in the right space and you're like I can't run my legs feel yeah. like jelly I just feel crappy um so yeah definitely it, it's self-esteem and insecurities over achieving and being the right person for everybody which again, it's it's those unrealistic. You're ne- you're never going to please everybody, but in the time in which you're feeling that way, you're like, you know, why do they not like me? Or I've said the wrong thing to them. Why are they being yeah. funny? And yeah. I think, and it's then addressing everybody's got their issues of and how they deal with things. It's not a reflection of how we are. Everyone's just got their battles that often we don't see. Um, yeah. And it's recognizing that as well. Yeah, because I think it's like when you come so self-critical, I'm very similar. And I I do actually mm-hmm. think of it as well with dark clouds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can feel it coming. And once once the dark clouds are over me, I know that days are right off. And it's like, yeah. I'm in a bad mood. I can't I can't shift this quickly. It's not something I can step out mm-hmm. of. I almost have to sleep on it. And yeah. then sometimes you wake up the next morning, still not feeling right. It's like, how long is this going to take? I just need to, I, I don't want to feel like this, but... Yeah, it just kind of snowballs, and then you start overanalyzing everything that's been said in the past, going over things. So for me, it's like the depression and the anxiety. So I'm depressed mm-hmm. about the past. I'm anxious about the future. I'm trying to think, well, why why don't they like me? And can mm-hmm. I change that? You you can't change how someone thinks of you, but okay. it's out of your control. But it, it it can get into your head, and you start oh, worried about what people think. And being a huge people pleaser, you just want yeah. everyone to like you, and you've got to get to the real- realization that no matter how much of a nice person you are. That's still not going to happen. There'll still be people out there who don't like you. There's nothing you can do about it. You no. just got to accept it. And a lot of the time, those people, as you say, are going through their own battles and they're not Absolutely. really giving you a thought. So it's like, well, you're Absolutely. wasting your energy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's hard to break that cycle, isn't it? Because yeah. like you said, you get so much in your head and then destructive thoughts with yourself thinking, oh gosh, it's me. What have I done wrong? And it is hard to break. It's freeing when you break that cycle, but it is when you've been so used to being in it, it's really hard to break it. Yeah, I, I find as well that even with the CBT and finding coping mechanisms and changing mm-hmm. and changing the mindset, it doesn't take much for me to mm-hmm. default straight back. Absolutely. And suddenly realise, oh, I'm getting, I'm being really, really hard on myself again. Why? Yeah. And it's just trying to notice those triggers. Absolutely. Oh, so right. So that's that's a good point. I think we'll we can leave it for the first part of the show, and we'll have a little advert break, and then we'll come back to find out how Diana gets back up and keeps moving forward and finding those coping mechanisms, and uh, yeah, see if she's in a better place when we come back. Thank you. The perfect gift does exist, and you can buy it for your loved ones this Christmas. A compilation album of well let's just say singers singing songs an album so new that not even the singers realize they're contractually obliged to sing on it from the award-winning well not quite yet podcast person our battles comes every battle guest song yes they must all sing a song on this album we must all sing a song for Al on this album. 
So that's what it's called. It's called Battle Guests on Al's Bum. The holidays are arriving. The holidays are arriving. The holidays are arriving quite quite soon. So celebrate those holidays arriving by drinking some pop. That's right. Drink some pop. Swanny Swan pop. Yes. Drink some Swanny Swan pop at Christmas and go. Summer 2025 Beware of puddles He's got big teeth And he's called Keith Keith the Teeth The new movie from Person Al Keith Who hides in plain sight And eats runners running through his puddles mm. On each lap Runners go down, and he gets fatter. Look out for Keith. Okay, welcome back to the second part of the show. I hope you enjoyed those adverts, and I hope there wasn't any Liverpool gin in there. Um, so we'll come back now to Diana and find out how she is on the battlefield now, how she's going to get back up and keep moving forward. So, Diana, where are you now? I'm definitely um, doing better than I have been before. So probably this year has definitely been a bit of a kickstart for the running again. Um, so I definitely feel in myself a lot better. Um, I've kind of set my own goals as to the running. Um, and yeah, I think exercise is just the most important thing, I think. So, you know, getting out for a walk or running, going to the gym, whatever way in which can help. Um, so I definitely think even on I went through a real stage where I stopped running really in COVID. So the whole year 2020, I didn't run at all, really. Um, and then I started back with walking in 2021. And then the runnings kickstarted a little bit more this year again, which really, really helps. I think there's, it's a tonic to being out in the fresh air. Um, there's definitely something to be said for it, even on a really horrible, wet, windy day, just to be out and just feeling the air and just being out is just amazing how do you find it for you does you think it clears your mind or does it give you focus yeah it definitely does I think we've so in back in 2018 we got a dog um and she definitely pushes us to get out too so I think if we're out with her yeah. um it's like a reflection time I think when when you're out and you're walking or you're running that is time to yourself like quite often I run with friends but equally if I'm on my own it would just be an opportunity to just decompress and like just whereas often if you're in the house there's jobs to do there's work to do you just don't have that time so I think being out definitely helps the fresh air mm -hmm. it's something you know it's not always it's sometimes a bit of a battle to get yourself out especially yeah. if the weather's not great. <laughs> this time of the year it's like dark in the mornings dark in the evenings but even if you to go out for five, 10 minutes just to get a bit of fresh air, it definitely helps. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've heard, I think I've heard people say if you're if you if the weather's too bad outside, 
just give it five minutes. Just start running for five minutes and you'll find after five minutes, once you're out there, you'll just carry on. It's just, it's just getting through that door, isn't it, and starting? Yes, and sometimes it is just a case of, even if, like I think, I mean, when I started running, which was 11 years ago, I didn't do couch to 5K. It wasn't such a big thing. But now I think it's such an amazing program because it just gets people out. Yeah. Like you're not thinking, gosh, I've got to run three miles now. I've never run a mile in my life. You know, you can just do little portions of running, then a little bit of walking. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just taking each step at a time, which is so important. I went out for a run the other day and on my coach's plan it was like for 50 minutes of running slowly and I just lost I was on my own I just lost my head my legs felt like jelly so I was like you know what I'm going to do 50 minutes but I'm going to do a little bit of walking a bit of running there's nothing wrong I'm getting out I'm doing the exercise whether that means walking and running and I think again that's so important And, and it goes back to that whole comparison thing well other people are running for 50 minutes and not stopping I'm like but that doesn't matter that's their journey yeah most important thing is that we're getting out and I think that's like in life in general just taking little steps like one foot in front of the other is just so important because I think if you don't do it you regret it more even though at the time it's like I mean I'm like the the world's biggest procrastinator like I just literally procrastinate a run for like half an hour before I go out (laughs) but there's so many other things I'm doing but then once you actually get out and do it, it's just so free to be able to do it. And it's, you know, he needs a pair of trainers and some some clothes. But once you're, you know, it's free, like fresh air is mm. free. Yeah. Um, and, and we're so fortunate, you know, to be where we are and be able to run. Um, yeah, I just, it's a blessing, really. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and the comparison thing's interesting as well, isn't it? Because you see what other runners are doing and thinking why can't I do that but you've got to realize you're on your own journey and there might be a different chapter to you but that doesn't matter you've started your story as well so yeah don't compare just enjoy yourself and just enjoy your journey that's right absolutely (laughs) so you said as well you're you're finding some um benefit with the with the CBT as well I am it definitely was so um thankfully I got a course of um CBT through my husband's work um, and it was a lady who was local. So I, I had it probably in about, so I'd say springtime of 2020. So some of them were on Zoom, obviously, because of COVID. Oh, right. Um, but I really found it beneficial. I was listening to a few friends who'd had it and said it didn't help them. But they were like, go yeah. ahead and just see if it will help you. And I was like, well, I'm really open to just trying it. Just yeah. And actually speaking to somebody that, didn't know me kind of didn't know my background I think that can be really helpful too Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I think if you're speaking to people that you know again it comes back to that whole you're overthinking then they know you well so uh, you know you're thinking to yourself she's just being over dramatic or she's just exaggerating everything or why is she being that way Um, whereas when it's somebody who's trained and who can give you the coping mechanisms but they'd never met you before. I think I found that really helpful. Um, mm. It wasn't a cure. Like I very much went into it realizing after these 10 sessions, I'm not going to come out and just be miraculously cured of my anxiety. Um, but it definitely helped. I think long-term family related issues that were kind of on my mind and causing my anxiety to spiral um, going back from, you know, I, I kind of grew up in a very stable home and I was very, very grateful for that. But there were certain 
parts to that where I think my parents saw, you know, brush things under the carpet. We don't, it's very much an old school mentality of there's always people worse off than you. And there was lots of, and I love my mum and dad and, and like, I don't want to seem negative about it, but actually speaking to somebody who just listened, gave me those mechanisms to help me. And actually it, it was freeing. It helped me to realise I can just be myself and be open. Really, really helped. Um, and, and she just listened. There was no judgment. I think, again, I worry about when I share with people, there's going to be judgment over it. Yeah, that's it. the thing, isn't it? Yeah, being judged for what you're saying, yeah. Absolutely. And then you just think, okay, I won't mention it then. I'll just literally just brush it under the carpet. Yeah. Or, or, you know, very much, well, what she got, what she got to be anxious about? You know, there's always that. You, you're feeling that in the back of your mind. And I think now, hopefully, with the message of mental health being broadcast more, and actually it's okay not to be okay, mm-hmm. hopefully people are beginning to realise we we need to address these issues. Like, no, we don't, we shouldn't brush them under the carpet. There yeah. are people that can help. Um Definitely. So I did find it really beneficial, even though it was in COVID times and it was over Zoom. Um, <laughs> the lady who, and there are people out there that really, really want to help, um, yeah. which is important. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, that can either be a counsellor or that can equally just be somebody. You know, I, I've been into our local co-op before and then the lady behind the desk has been feeling really, really crappy. And, you know, I think just taking the time, people that you just might meet on a daily basis, you know, they might be having a really bad day, but that can be, you know, you can help them and equally they can help you. It's, it's yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, medical setting, yes, is wonderful. And, and to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, that's great. But equally, it, it can just be somebody who you just bump into on the school run or in work or, you know, at park run, wherever. Mm. Um that that just may need someone to talk to and likewise you can speak with them and that's really important yeah it's it's the kindness isn't it being kind to others and you don't know what people are going through i've said this many times so it's acts of kindness and yet a simple little small gesture can mean the world to someone who's struggling you don't know their personal battles so it's always good to be kind because you don't want to be the person who gives that final push. But yeah, kindness can have such a huge impact on somebody. So yeah, let's yeah. all just try and be kinder. Yeah, and I think it's that cliche, like me and my friend were running this morning and there was a girl just walking in front of us and she's got the most beautiful bow in her hair. Like she was like a young <laughs> girl, but it was a really beautiful clip in her hair. And I was like, I just commented and went, oh, that's a really beautiful clip in your hair. And she was like, oh, thanks. And it, it's just little things like that, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's just complimenting somebody. Like I'm very much if someone like looks lovely, whether it's a man or a woman, just go, "Oh, you look really great," or right. it just doesn't take a lot. Yeah, but it just it just gives someone a pick me up, you know, like mm-hmm. I, or, I'm here for you, or I'm really sorry you're struggling. It goes just that little bit further to maybe just helping somebody if they're having. I think particularly this time of the year, like Christmas, is such a hard time of the year for so many people. I'm very conscious that you know people have lost loved ones and yeah. mental health and cost of living and and all that and I think it just it doesn't take any kindness is free it doesn't take a lot yeah it's a perfect way to end it just end with kindness 
So yeah, thank you so much for being battle guest number five, Diana. Uh, it was lovely hearing your story and hopefully those people out there who need to hear it will hear it. I'm inspired as well by, uh, by what you've had to say. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that was thank great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, could I have your friendly fire question now for our next guest, please, Diana? Of course. So what word... What words would you use to best describe yourself using the first letter of your first name? So three words, the oh. first letter of your name. Oh, that's a that's a that's a thinker. Yeah, I'll have to enjoy asking that one. So, what would yours be, Diana? Okay, mine would be dramatic. Oh, I've got, oh gosh, I have to stop you there. Well, we've run out of time. Oh, yes. Never mind. But uh, stay tuned, and then next week we'll find out the answers. Mm. So what did I learn from Diana's story? Well, I found it very interesting to hear firsthand the pressures what it must be to be a woman in this world surrounded by social media, showing you the body images of what you should look like. And what you should look like, the model in those images doesn't even look like either. So no matter what you do, you can't win. It's fake, that goal you're trying to achieve. And this can lead to further toxicity on social media. It doesn't just have to be words. It can be images that just aren't real and unobtainable. This can lead to eating disorders, low self-esteem, and all sorts of body dysmorphia. But by being on your own social media account, being accountable and real, and showing not just a perfect image of yourself, I think can really help and inspire the next generation looking up and realizing it's okay not to be perfect because perfection doesn't exist you with all the things that make you different that's what makes you perfect and that is something to absolutely cherish be kind corner it's amazing isn't it every episode Every battle guest just keeps saying the same thing about kindness. It's absolutely vital, key in someone who's really struggling at the bottom of a very dark pit. Just kindness from strangers. Those acts can have huge impacts on someone who's struggling. And people need to be aware how dangerous it is to throw any kind of negativity at people who are struggling. Don't be the push. Be the pull out of that pit. Show kindness. If you can look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, knowing that you've helped just someone, that's got to be a huge pat on the back for you, hasn't it? So yeah, going ahead this week, if you can think of just helping, just help someone for Be Kind Corner, what could I do? Think of ways and then let me know on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Person Al Battles. Let me know the kindness. Let's see how far we can get Be Kind Corner going. All four corners of the world, or maybe just down the street. But yeah, let's show some kindness. Let's spread the light. All that's left for me to say is I hope you liked today's episode. Remember, perfection doesn't exist. Well, 
unless you're talking about the adverts on this show, well, obviously, don't believe everything you see on social media is real. Be kind to yourself and others. Give a compliment to a stranger. Tell them, you look great. No, wait, don't tell them that you look great. Tell them that they look great. No, yeah, no, uh, mm. I'm your host, Al. You can find the show, person underscore Al underscore battles, on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to find me, person underscore Al underscore best, I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. This was Personal Battles. Keep some laughter in your heart. And please stay with us. Until next time, it's goodbye from Al. <laughs>